Hi, this is Rini Primeza, the Jersey Dog Trainer, telling you to stay tuned to WNJC, 1360 AM for Thursday in the Doghouse, coming right up. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this week's edition of Thursday in the Doghouse. I'm your host, Rini Primeza, the Jersey Dog Trainer. And I'm your host, Karen Fazio, the dog super nanny and owner of My Best Friend Dog Training. Thursday in the Doghouse airs every Thursday morning from 10 to 10.30, right here on WNJC, 1360 AM. If you've missed any shows or you'd like to hear any of them again, please visit my website at www.jerseydogtrainer.com. Click on the page marked Rini's Radio Show, and then click on any of the podcast links that might interest you. You can also visit Karen's website to hear more shows by going to www.mybestfrienddogschool.com. Karen and I hope you've now become familiar with our program and that you listen regularly to the best radio talk show in South Jersey that discusses everything and anything you ever wanted to know about dogs. We love them. We live with them. But unfortunately, many of us really don't understand just what a dog is. Sure, we know a dog is a furry creature that is commonly referred to as man's best friend. But are we dog's best friend? Sadly, due to our lack of knowledge and sufficient understanding of these very special animals, we can wind up creating some serious problems for them. This radio program was created specifically for you, the dog-owning community, to help you successfully develop a long-lasting and trusting relationship with these wonderful pets. Karen and I will be discussing two subjects this morning. First, I'd like to give you some ideas on how to make the right choice when adopting a dog from a shelter for you and your family. For our second topic... Karen wants to talk to you about how to provide the working breeds, such as border collies, shepherds, cattle dogs, corgis, etc., with appropriate jobs in order to prevent behavior problems with those dogs in the home. So we hope you'll stay tuned. But first, please let Karen tell you what she does as a professional dog trainer in Keyport, New Jersey area and its surrounding towns. Are you the owner of a fearful or aggressive dog and don't know where to turn? Have you called other trainers and they've turned you down because they don't want to deal with an aggression case? Then My Best Friend Dog Training and its special service, the Dog Super Nanny, is maybe just what you're looking for. We do in-home private consultations. We're located in Keyport, New Jersey, and we do travel. Our phone number is 732-533-9376, and our website is MyBestFriendDogSchool.com. We are positive-based trainers and don't use physical punishment or fear as a way to motivate your dog. We use games and fun as a way to do that, and we also help you during the whole process. So give us a call. We're here for you. 732-533-9376. Welcome back to Thursday in the Doghouse. I'd like to give you some advice and suggestions today if you're planning on visiting a shelter to adopt a dog. First of all, do your research. First, 
when choosing a dog to adopt. My favorite website to research specific breeds is dogbreedinfo.com. That's dogbreedinfo.com. Once you're on that website, look for a link at the top of the page that says, Find the Perfect Dog. Click on it and fill out the survey. When you've completed it, the site will then list which breeds would be best for you and your family based on your lifestyle and interests. Nothing is 100% guaranteed, but this sure is a good way to get started before you walk through the shelter aisles. The problem with going to the shelter prior to doing your research is you will most likely fall in love with a dog. It's very easy for all of us to make an impulsive decision. This happens a lot and it happens too often. And then within the first couple of weeks, adopters may already be feeling remorse about possibly having made a bad choice. A little later in the show, Karen is going to talk to you about specific working breeds. So you'll learn more about the Border Collies and Shepherds and Cattle Dogs. Those dogs are not for everyone. Observe the dog's behavior and demeanor with everyone in your family. When you're observing the dogs in their cages, look for the dog that seems happy and excited to see you. Keep an eye out for soft body language. My favorite body language to see is wiggle butts. The dog's tail is wagging so hard his butt just keeps going back and forth. I also look for dogs who make soft eye contact. You want to avoid dogs that stare and appear to be angry. Avoid the, avoid the dog who is cringing at the back of its crate. I've had a few clients who felt so sorry for these dogs, but realized once the dog was in their home that it was severely fearful and couldn't accept all of the family members. Then they had to take the dog back, which is horrible for both the dog and the entire family. Many dogs will bark when people walk down the aisles. If you think you like a particular dog, but it's barking, ask the shelter staff if you can interact with the dog out in the yard or in a visiting room. Once you get the dog outside of those kennels, the barker may quiet down and relax. If you have children, make sure the dog you're considering seems happy to interact with them. Dogs that really enjoy being around kids will usually want to play with them during the initial visit. Do you already have a dog? If you do, you'll need to bring that dog to the shelter to see if your dog and the prospective new dog will get along. Remember that nothing is 100% guaranteed. Sometimes dogs will play with each other at the shelter, but once they're home, and they're living together, squabbles can occur between them. Your dogs will need you to provide excellent guidance and leadership skills to keep peace and order between the dogs at all times. When determining if both dogs are going to get along at home, a red flag for you to consider would be that your, your dog wants nothing to do with the shelter dog. Another red flag would be if the shelter dog totally ignored your dog. Ignoring doesn't mean things are just fine and dandy. It means there's a problem. Don't think that things will change once the adoption is finalized. Also, 
please don't let anyone at the shelter try to convince you that everything will eventually work out and everything's just going to be fine even when you see these red flags. The truth is, nobody can guarantee that those dogs will accept one another later on. What you see is potentially what you can get. If you already live with a female dog, consider adopting a male. More than one female in the house is just a bit risky because fights can break out. Listen, they don't call them bitches for nothing. If you already have a male and you want another male, the risk is not quite as high as two females, but you may get urine-marking behaviors once they're living together. If you already have two males living successfully in the home, the best dog to adopt would be a female, and I would bet my life that that female is going to be the one who takes charge. The questions that you want to ask the shelter staff, you want to be sure to ask questions about the dog you're thinking of adopting. Here are a few suggested questions that you should ask. What history do you have on this dog? Was he or she an owner surrender? And if so, what were the reasons brought it, what were the reasons the owner brought it to the shelter? I want you to listen carefully for those reasons because they're a very good indicator of any problem behaviors you will have to deal with if you adopt that dog. Ask if the dog was a stray. Where was it found and in what condition was the dog when it was brought in? If your prospective dog was a stray, he might already be an escape artist, or he may have separation distress. Also, someone could have dropped her off and abandoned her far away from her home. If the dog was in poor physical condition, your prospective dog may have been neglected and abused. All of these situations could have an effect on that dog's future health and behavior. Was the dog transported from down south? Many dogs are being transported here from various places down south. Dogs are not kept in shelters very long in those areas, and most of them are slated for euthanasia. I've met many southern rescue dogs, and most of them are hounds and hound mixes. Actually, they've been pretty nice. I've, I've had really, really good dogs in my classes that have come up from down south, and I really haven't seen too many problems with them. How long has the dog been here at the shelter? Dogs that spend several months to a year in a shelter can deteriorate over time. During the time they've been there, they haven't been in a normal home environment for a long time and have experienced a tremendous amount of stress. Your prospective dog may need extra time to adjust to your home, and you'll need a lot of patience and understanding during that adjustment period. Has he ever been adopted out and then returned? Hopefully, the shelter staff will give you an honest answer. If the dog has been returned, find out why. Many times it really wasn't the dog's fault. Someone may have just adopted the wrong dog. But if the dog was returned because it bit someone or because it couldn't get along with someone in the family, you'll need to seriously consider those reasons before making that final adoption. Did anyone do a temperament test on this dog? 
If so, how long ago was that test done? After all, if the dog's been there a year and they did a temperament test, let's say within the first week or two, you really want a current temperament test done. Temperament testing is a very effective way to see what issues the dog might have. Dogs are tested for handleability. They're tested for food and object guarding. They're also tested to see if any human greeting behavior makes them nervous, such as leaning over the dog or reaching toward the dog or petting the dog over the head. Personally, I wouldn't adopt a dog if it wasn't temperament tested. Again, it may not be 100% accurate, but it certainly can indicate any major problem areas, especially severe fearfulness or aggressiveness. And listen, if you have a cat, you want to ask if the dog was tested around cats. Sometimes the tests shelters do is just to take the cat into the cat room and see how he reacts. But seriously, this isn't really such an accurate test because the cats aren't walking around on the same level with the dog. The cats are still in their cages. If you're adopting a herding breed, I can almost guarantee you that your dog will most likely want to chase your cat. If you're adopting a hunting breed, your dog may also want to chase your cat. Once you make a decision to adopt a dog, please seriously consider hiring a positive trainer to come to your home within the first week. Training is critically important. Your trainer can help you resolve early issues and your dog will benefit greatly by learning how to focus and pay attention to you. He'll learn how to come when called and behave politely around people. Group classes are also very beneficial unless you see your dog gets nervous in a group environment. Above all, please take your time in making a decision. But once you do, I sincerely hope you enjoy your new rescue dog. I can tell you that my own little shelter dog has been a fantastic addition to our home for the last five years, and I wouldn't trade that little guy for the world. Hey, Karen, you're up. Good morning. Welcome to Thursdays in the Doghouse. I am the dog super nanny. Um, But before I go into my segment, I would like to spend a little time so that you can understand what Rini Permeza offers in her area as a certified professional dog trainer and certified behavior consultant. Is your dog always in the doghouse? Does he greet people by jumping all over them? Does she chew your shoes and steal your undies? Guess what? Your dog needs training. Hi, I'm Rini Primeza, the Jersey Dog Trainer, and I train dogs using only positive-based methods. My services include private training right in your own home. I also offer group puppy kindergarten classes starting at eight weeks of age and group classes for adolescent and adult dogs beginning at five months of age. All group classes are held at Dog Days Camp for Canines, 23 West Main Street, Marlton, New Jersey. For more information, please contact me at 609-280-9338. We're on the web at www.jerseydogtrainer.com. Again, that's 609-280-9338. We're on the web at www.jerseydogtrainer.com.
Welcome back to Thursday in the Doghouse. I'm Karen Fazio, the dog super nanny. And this morning I want to talk to you about keeping your dog busy, uh, especially working breeds. And working breeds are considered um, any dog that's in the herding area, um, such as Border Collies, Shepherds, Cattle Dogs, Corgis. Um, also, while it may not specifically be considered a working breed, we have the hunting hunting breeds, and those are the hounds. Uh, we have, you know, the Basset Hound, the Beagle, um, the um, Weimaraner is, is actually in the Pointer and Pointer and Hound group and many more. Um, but I want to talk to you about some of the behavioral problems that I've seen in these breeds, and especially in the Corgis, the Border Collies, the Shelties. Um, the first problem I see is the nipping, and spe- specifically nipping at the heels when people are leaving the room, nipping at the children when they're running around the house, and this is a normal behavior. And unfortunately, some people will, you know, spank their dog or or punish their dog. And, you know, we do want to teach the dog not to do this behavior with a person. And I hope that you would hire a professional dog trainer to find out how. Um, But this is not really to talk about how to, to stop that, but more how to channel these behaviors so that it does stop on its own. Um... So what I recommend for the herding groups, you know, the, the like I said, the Shelties, the Corgis, the um, the Border Collies, the Border Collies, and, and so on and so forth, is give them a job that in, that involves um, herding. Now I know this sounds ridiculous because we're not going to go out and go buy, you know, sheep. Um, <laughs> you know, so you know the dog's living in an apartment. It's you know it's not living on a ranch with sheep, but you can get. If you go to the, uh, like a workout store, like the Sports Authority or, or Dick's Sporting Goods, you could buy these gigantic balls, you know, the ones that you see on TV where people are working out on. Um, and, Rini, I, I don't know much about this, but I'm going to have you join my segment for a second. Okay. There is a sport called tree ball. Yeah, tree ball. Yeah. And they use Pilates had... balls, Karen. Huh? They're called Pilates balls. Oh, Pilates balls, thank you. You're welcome. Um, And what you could do is you can actually just, if you want, you could put powder down or you could draw chalk on a a sidewalk or put up a barrier and you can make a barrier with, with like, um, little pieces of a brick or whatever just so the ball doesn't go over it. But the idea is to teach the dog how to push the ball into this box. And you could do it with several balls. You can get a, several Pilates balls. If, if you want, you could go online. Um, there's, there's, um, there's a couple of uh, free exchange websites where people are giving things away, like FreeCycle, um, where you might be able to get these for free in exchange if you donate something of yours. But you teach the dog how to herd these balls into, these, into this big box, and it gives them an outlet for that herding instinct. Now, for the hound group, I'm going to get to the shepherds too because the shepherd is kind of a, it's an odd dog. It does herding, it does police work, it does seeing eye, it does scent work, it does all kinds of stuff. But we want to talk about now the um, the hound group. And the hounds, most hounds use their nose. 
They're not bred to kill anything. Um, they're bred just to hunt it down and then bark their heads off and let the, let the hunter know that it found it. And and in particular, you know, you got the foxhound, you have the coonhound, which Rini said earlier. There's a lot of dogs coming up from the south, and the coonhound. It, it's I, 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 there's been an explosion of coonhounds on the east coast, and they are wonderful dogs. Um, but these dogs do need an outlet for their scenting ability. They need to be able to chase things. They need to be able to find things. And I find that, you know, games of hide-and-seek in the house, um, games of search where you, you know, put food or a special toy in a room in the house and you ask the dog to go find it and you go with them and join them because, you know, the hunters join their dogs too. So you're going to take your dog around the house, where is it, where is it, oh boy, where is it, you know, and have the dog find find the goodies. And that's another way to, you know, to channel a dog's outlet for for energy and what they were bred to do. Um, I have a couple of other games here. Um, I have indoor agility um, where, you know, you can set up obstacle courses, and this would be good for, it's not a working group, but if you have a terrier, that those terriers are supposed to be hunting vermin and, and chasing things. So, you, you know, a lot of these games that I'm talking about this morning can equally be used for the terrier group as well, as, in addition to agility. Actually, all dogs could benefit from agility. Um, but I do want to talk about the German Shepherd. And the German Shepherd could really become a weirdo and a wacko and a, and a nervous wreck if it's not given a job to do. I don't care what kind of job it is. Um, you want to, like, my my shepherd, when I take him out for a walk, he has to stand there. He has to wait while I put on his easy walk harness. He has to wait while I tuck his poopy bags underneath his shoulder strap. Then we go out, and after he poops, I tie up the bag, and he's got to carry it home. Um, sometimes I'll take him to the 7-Eleven or down the street where I buy a couple of things from the store. I put them in the bag, and guess what? I'm not carrying the groceries. He is. So he carries my groceries home. Um, so he does jobs like that for me. When somebody is passing my house, he barks a few times, and I go and I run and I investigate to see if there's a danger. He did his job. So those are the kinds of things that shepherds can do. Um, you know, if you have a child and he, the dog is, is very good with the child, you know, why should you carry the baby bag? Get him a get him a a, a, a vest or a a harness that holds things and put your diapers and your things inside there and let the dog carry it around for you. Um, so there's a lot of things that, that you could be doing with your dogs. Um, but I, I kind of want to go back a little bit to when Rini was talking about the shelter dogs. And a lot of these dogs are in the shelters. You know, you got your, your coon hounds, your blue tick, your red bone, you got you got beagles, you got shepherds, you got you got all these dogs. And and you know what? Working dogs are great. And the hound groups are great. But they can become psychotic if they're not given something to do. Um so if you want to learn about more games, um you could go to my website at www.mybestfrienddogschool.com and I have some games up there. Um, or you can, you know, just give either one of us a call or visit either one of our websites and we'll be able to, you know, help you out. Um, but I tell you, you have to provide an outlet for a dog's behavior. So say you have, like, say you have a, a, 
uh, terrier, for instance, and the dog is barking its head off, or you have a, a, a Pomeranian, and those dogs love barking. Forget it. I mean, that's like the number one complaint that I get. So if the dog likes to bark outside, I mean, that's highly rewarding. So why not reward the dog when it's barking? If the dog is barking at, at, at the mailman or a dog barking at somebody across the street, go to the window, reward the dog, lead him away with a treat to get him a Kong in the kitchen or, or something else so that you could start narrowing down these barks. Now, Reenie is the expert at at this bark thing. <laughs> so she actually has a really great handout that she gave to me with the barking thing. Um, but she's an expert at barking. She has some really great suggestions. So if you really would like to know what some of the suggestions are, you can, you know, visit her web website at www.jerseydogtrainer.com. But, you know, when you're in the shelter and you're looking at these dogs and you're looking at the cute beagle and you're looking at the cute coon hound and they're sweet and they're wonderful, you know, you want to keep in mind, you know, these dogs are bred for a purpose. So, you know, research the breed. I mean, I know, you know, you can research breeds all you want and then go to a shelter and then find a dog that is not the breed that you researched. Um, so the second you get home, the second you pick out your dog, Go online to that website that Rini mentioned. It's like it's dogbreedinfo.com. And really look at what that dog is all about. Um, and when you do, you find out what kind of games that you think it might want to play. And if, you know, hey, if you need help, if you need to find out what kind of games it needs, you can always give me a call. You can visit my website. I'd be more than happy to talk to you. I don't charge for phone calls. Um, so I could give you a couple of suggestions. Um, but you really need to, to provide that dog with an outlet. Um, back to the German Shepherd, they love to tug on things. You know, now this is a dog that, that really has strong jaws, probably has one of the m- most powerful bites on the planet, you know, in the dog world, ex- uh, ex- you know, in the dog world in particular. But they do like tug. And there's nothing wrong with the tug game as long as you have rules attached to the tug game. And this could be a, a per- perfect outlet for your shepherd if you can't give him other jobs to do, um, if you're if you can't move around a lot. I mean, you could play tug just sitting in a chair, um, but there has to be rules. I have rules. I, I buy the long rope toy. It has a knot in the middle, and you can't go over that knot. And you also have to release on command. Um, if the dog goes over the knot, the game ends. Because I don't want my shepherd's 500 pound per square inch bite to come anywhere near my hands. So when he goes over that knot, boom, game stops. Um, also, he has to he has to release on command. And when he does, he gets another rousing game. But this is a great outlet. Um, squirrel chasing is another problem uh, in the yard. With a lot of these breeds, you know, squirrel chasing, rabbit chasing, all this kinds of stuff. And, you know, you can kind of put that behavior on cue. You may need some help from a professional trainer to put it on cue. But I have a, a cute little game that I play with dogs that have a high prey drive like that. And what I do is I teach them lessons in self-control. So I, I'm able to teach them wait and hold on and just a second and all these kinds of phrases that I use. So I'll put the dog in a sit-stay, 
And over time, I mean, of course, the first time you do it, the dog's going to go charging after the after the uh, after the object. But what I do is I take a mop, I get a, like a mop head, a cheap mop head from the supermarket, and I attach it to an expandable leash, you know, the retractable leash, and I'll have the dog sit, and I'll press the button just a second, and the thing moves. And then if the dog stays, I say, okay, go get it. You know, and then I'll play a little game of, of tug with it. Um, over time, I could get the dog to sit from one side of the yard as that retractable mop head is flying away from the dog, and he'll stay. Um, this is really good skill, and it's very important, especially if the dog starts to chase after little kids or, you know, I know wheels are a big, big object to chase, you know, things on strollers and stuff, and this could be really dangerous. And you're going to want to get your dog to be able to have some self-control around these around these objects. Karen, it's we have one minute left. Uh oh. You had a great segment, girlfriend. You did wonderfully. All um, right. Well, I wanna, look, listen. Brady, I wanna, why don't you close us out? Okay. I want to just let everybody know that next week we're going to talk to uh, a wonderful woman who um, is a puppy raiser in England. She raises puppies for um, a therapy group. So we want to find out what that's like. Um, so I want everybody to uh, put that on their calendar, and I hope you all return to hear us again next week on Thursday in the Doghouse right here on WNJC, 1360 AM. We're on every week from 10 to 10.30, and I hope you enjoyed today's segment. The podcast should be up on the website either by tonight or tomorrow. This was a great show. I really enjoyed it. I learned a lot from listening to Karen, and I hope you all learned a lot from listening to both of us. Have a great day, everybody. Talk to you next week. I'm glad you're home.